0: Today is Friday, March 25th, 2022. On this day in 1851, Sarah Chesham, also known as Sally Arsenic, was executed.
1: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to service men for their secrets, and sometimes, their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. Search To Die For in your podcast app to follow the show.
0: Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast, Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder and the deaths of children. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today, we're covering the execution of Sarah Chesham, a woman who may have been a victim of England's poison panic. Now let's go back to March 25th, 1851, to Chelmsford, England. A large crowd gathered outside the town jail to watch Sarah Chesham meet her fate. In 1851, hangings were a macabre public affair, a carnival of sorts, complete with rowdy children and crowds that traveled for miles to see the spectacle. And Sarah Chesham's execution drew even more fanfare than usual. In England, Sarah was considered the worst of the worst, a brutal killer who'd poisoned her own children, murdered her husband, and killed a neighbor's baby. Sarah had been nicknamed Sally Arsenic by the papers, since the poison was supposedly her weapon of choice. At the time, arsenic was a cause for concern all over Great Britain. It had no taste or color, and because of its texture, could pass for flour or sugar. It was also inexpensive and easy for most people to get their hands on, since it was used for everything from asthma medication to killing rats. In the 19th century, hundreds of people were accused of using the poison to commit murder, and Sarah was among them. Almost 7,000 people gathered to watch her hanging that day. Just after 9 a.m., she appeared before the crowd. A hood was placed over her head and a noose around her throat. As an enraptured crowd cheered, the executioner pulled the lever, sending Sarah to her grave. Sarah proclaimed her innocence until the bitter end. And 170 years later, Great Britain's government wonders if they made a terrible mistake. Coming up, the story behind Sarah Chesham.
1: Hi, I'm Christine Schiefer. And I'm M. Schultz. We're the hosts of Rituals, the new Spotify original from Parcast. If you've heard our podcast and that's what we drink, you know we are no strangers to true crime and the paranormal. We're also into the occult uh, to chat about. Not to join, but, you know, to to learn and educate. (laughs) Every Monday on Rituals, we're journeying through mystifying stories of sorcery, alchemy, Satanism, and more, and trying to determine if the dark arts of the past impact us today. Like weather witches? Who were they? Or the Fountain of Youth? Address, please. (laughs) Don't forget about werewolf trials, Em. Objection, Christine. Let's not give too much away. And instead, let's tell everyone to follow our new podcast, Rituals, free and only on Spotify.
0: Now back to the story. On March 25th, 1851, Sarah Chesham was executed for a series of murders she swore she didn't commit. But going into her final trial, Sarah was already labeled a killer, despite the lack of evidence. Sarah was a wife and mother of six. Her husband, Richard, was a farm laborer, and finances didn't come easily for the family. Neither did good health. In 1845, two of their sons died of the stomach flu. They were just eight and 10 years old. A year and a half later, Sarah was swept up in another tragedy. Sarah paid a visit to a neighbor, a woman named Lydia Taylor, who'd recently had a child of her own. Sarah brought the baby some rice pudding as a gift, but after eating the dessert, the boy got sick and died. Meanwhile, suspicions fell on Sarah. Other townspeople were quick to point out the coincidences. Sarah had lost her children to stomach problems less than two years prior. Before Sarah knew it, a whole theory had emerged. At the time, children had recently become eligible for life insurance. Many speculated that immoral parents might kill their kids to collect the money if they were desperate. And since Sarah had lost both of her sons, the town felt certain she'd poisoned them over greed. The accusations against Sarah were taken very seriously. Investigators exhumed the bodies of her two sons and found traces of the poison in their stomachs. But arsenic can be found in low-level doses in the human body, a fact that people in the 1850s weren't yet privy to. And when an autopsy was performed on Lydia's baby, arsenic wasn't present. Still, Sarah went on trial in 1847, and due to the lack of concrete evidence, was acquitted. But the media stood by the original story. Sarah was continually reported as a brutal and vicious child murderer who'd escaped punishment. And the name Sally Arsenic was born. Sarah was free, but she was now a social pariah. The papers mentioned her name anytime someone died of stomach issues. Although in 1850, another tragedy stormed Sarah's life, one that this time spelled her doom. Sarah's husband, Richard, died of lung disease, but the townspeople blamed the widow once again. While a jury found no reason to charge Sarah for Richard's death, the police investigated the matter further. They covertly analyzed rice from Sarah's home and found large amounts of arsenic in the bag. Nowadays, it's known that rice contains more arsenic than any other crop, and when consumed in large quantities, can be lethal, especially to younger children. Except Sarah's case was made worse by claims that she wouldn't let anyone else feed her husband. Even though it would be near impossible to prove Sarah's guilt, the prosecutors brought attempted murder charges against her. They argued that her poison weakened Richard so he could not fight the disease. Sarah's 1851 trial was a disaster. She couldn't afford an attorney, so she represented herself. She gave one rambling statement in court and didn't call any witnesses. The prosecution, on the other hand, benefited from a parade of people who shared unverified gossip about Sarah. In the end, the jury was swayed. Sarah was found guilty. A month later, a large crowd gathered in front of the jail to watch the young widow be executed. At the time, the townspeople may have felt vindicated by her execution. But today, her descendants look back on the trial as a wretched manipulation of justice. Without an attorney to defend her, Sarah was on an unequal playing field, and she may have died innocently because of it. Which is why her family has worked tirelessly to clear her name. And it's finally working. In 2020, the British government agreed to reopen Sarah's case. If she's found innocent, she will be granted the royal prerogative of mercy or a posthumous pardon for her crimes. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound design by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Aaron Larson. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John McDonough, with writing assistance by Amber Hurley and Lori Gottlieb, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson.
1: Werewolves, witches, and Arthur Conan Doyle? Oh my! Sounds like fascinating topics to discuss on our new show, Rituals, Christine. You know what, Em? It sure does. Every Monday on Rituals, join us as we explore the evolution of spiritualism and the occult through stories, practices, and the impact on modern culture. If you've heard our podcast, and that's why we drink, this is the perfect pairing for you. And if you haven't, go give us a try. Follow our Spotify original from Parcast, Rituals. Listen free only on Spotify.